as we think about Sind Sunday is John chapter 20, verses 19 through 22. It's a moment when Jesus gathers with his disciples and he's died on the cross and he's come back to life and they're filled with fear, just gripped by it. And in John chapter 20, verse 19, it says this, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. There's something about the presence of Jesus with us that just brings us peace in the midst of fear. And when he had said this, he shows them his hands and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. There's just something quick I want us to see from what Jesus says here. That Jesus says, as the Father has sent me. What's that tell us? Jesus knows what it's like to be sent. He understands the feelings and the emotions that come with maybe the uncomfortableness, if you will, of going to a place, a people, desperate for hope, desperate for him. He understands what it's like to be sent Because he says, the Father has sent me. And then he says, even so, I am sending you. So not only does Jesus understand what it feels like, what it's like to be sent, he understands also what? What it's like to send. So we have the sent and the senders. And Jesus understands each. He's experienced it. When I was teaching my boys how to drive... And soon I will be teaching Aislinn how to drive. I remember, you know, for years, right, they've experienced my wonderful expertise driving. All right? For years. They've seen how to drive perfectly. Um, Joking. Okay, obviously. Um, And so, you know, there came a moment when, you know, I had to toss them the keys. Dad's no longer in the driver's seat. Toss the boys the keys. They get in the driver's seat. Where do I go? I go pray. Now I go to the passenger seat and pray, right? But there's a time when Jesus tosses the disciples the keys, if you will, to the mission. And it's here. And he says, hey, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. You get to play. You get to be part of this. You get to experience. You've seen me drive. You've seen what it's like to share the gospel and live amongst the people. And you've experienced that. Now it's your turn. And so here we see Jesus just, I think, tossing the disciples the keys, if you will, and saying, hey, go. (laughs) And I'm with you. I'm right there with you the whole way. Go. Go. And Jesus understands what it's like to be sent, 
and he understands what it's like to sin. And we are committed as a family of her house churches to this biblical practice, this disciple-making practice of sending. It's part of being a disciple. You are sent as a follower of Jesus. Jesus has called you to be every disciple, to be a missionary. It's just a matter of who you're missionary to. And so ask the Lord, Lord, who are you sending me to? Who are you sending me to? And today we're going to ask Steve and Mary and Jason to come and just share a little bit about their ministry. And then we'll ask our elder team and their family that's here and um, anyone that would like to come up and just lay hands on them and pray over them. We're going to do that at at the close of their sharing this morning. So um, let me pray this morning for them as they share. God, we thank you for this sweet family. We thank you for how you have just been impressing upon their hearts um, to go. They've been going. But now you've impressed upon them to go to a different country, a different place in the world, Papua New Guinea. And so, Lord, I'm sure there's lots of maybe fears that kind of creep up. I pray that you would just fill them with your peace, your presence, who is peace. Be with them now as they share. Be with us as the senders. God, we would not just see that our job is over once this service ends, but really it begins now to pray for them, to give, to go, to come alongside, to encourage. So I pray for them as they share this morning that, Lord, you might speak to our hearts through their example and through what you're doing through them. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Um, I'll try to talk really fast because I have five minutes and it's really tough, but it's okay. Um, One of the things that uh, has been drawn to me in so many ways is people ask, you know, why Papua New Guinea? Why them? Why there? Wherever. Um, And I don't have all the time to tell you how God has miraculously provided for us for all these years. Actually, as it goes back, there was several instances where um, as God has led us, as Pastor Mark mentioned, we were in Ghana, and um, then God miraculously led us here. And one of the things that has been, you know, drawn on me is, is that God needs to put you in a position to get you to the next step. And sometimes that, that is a big puzzle in the fact that this piece needs to go here to contact here. And we look back on all of these situations of where God has miraculously said, hey, go, and it didn't make sense. But that's where we went. And as a matter of going there, he connected us with somebody else who had the connections to go somewhere else, and that's kind of how he's worked in our lives. And so this you know, ultimately goes back probably about 23 years, and probably in, in relation to the prayers of somebody that's been praying for years. And that's humbling in the fact of saying that, that wherever it goes on, there was a lot of missionaries kind of in this area. There was a lot of things going on, and much of them, they had just gone. And we went on with it. It wasn't because God hadn't drawn it on his heart at that point. But as I was looking at Scripture and looking at what he has led in the past, the story of in 1 Kings chapter 17, there's the story of Elijah, actually, where he had just given this message to the king about that, you know, it's not going to rain for three and a half years. And, you know, he's running for his life and he had like nothing and no hope what to to do. And God says, 
I command you to go to a brook, and there I have commanded the ravens to feed you. And for a long, long period of time, I don't know that we're given exactly how long that was, but he said, I need to get you there. And every day, every morning, the ravens are going to bring you meat. They're going to bring you bread. I'm going to bring them again at night, fed by the birds. Now, I've never been fed by the birds, but God has always taken care of us, and he's always provided for us. And I have no doubt that he'll continue to do that. And as that finally did, you know, he, he led him for that period of time. And then it says, and then the brook dried up. And then what? And he says, I command you to go to a widow in Zarephath. And there I have already talked to her about you coming. Although it didn't make sense. But he needed to get him to the brook. He needed him to get him to the widow. And he needed them or him to be in her life at that particular moment. Now, how God works and what he does is much beyond us. But as I mentioned, back in, in, in 1998, um, we were actually going to Ghana. And on that board sat a man from Papua New Guinea. In fact, he, we, she just met him not that long ago. And as we were going to Ghana, he was like, you know, are you sure you're going to Ghana? It's like, absolutely. God had no, you know, question as to what he was doing. But he said, if God ever calls you to Papua New Guinea... He said, you know, we'd love to have you. And I said, if God ever calls me, I will go. Fast forward, many other things happened. Came to, to Cincinnati, and in the midst of one of our students who came to, to Cincinnati to go to school, here it is, a 30-year-old man actually going to school to learn how to read and other things, as God miraculously brought him here, connected with our family. We got a trip. Uh, we went to that trip in 2016 and um, got to visit the country. My wife has gone to go back. And, uh, but through the midst of that, God began again, once again, just kind of reaffirming what was going on. And um, while we don't fully, everybody asks what we're going to do, and we're going to a, a Bible school, um, we're supposed to teach, but we're going by faith because that's where God has called us to go. Um, no doubt it's going to involve, obviously, discipleship, Mentoring people, wherever God wants us to go, that's where we're willing to go. Just one last story that, that kind of spoke to me. And um, Pastor Mark lectured me actually into this book. It was called The Insanity of God. I don't know if any of you have uh, actually read the book. If you haven't, I would encourage you to read it. Um, but throughout that, there were several stories. And one is actually it was made into a movie now. And if you don't, on YouTube, it had Dimitri's story. If you ever saw that one, powerful, powerful story. But the one that kind of spoke to me and kind of just has settled on me is that in that next chapter, actually, he shares where he went to talk to some Russian pastors. And here they were sharing, you know, their lives and things like that. And he said, you know, why isn't that you don't put your story in a book? Why, why aren't you telling people what's going on here? And they're like, well, what we have experienced, whether through persecution or whether we're living life, that has become norm to us, and we don't think it's anything different because that's a part of life. Um, much of what we accept and what we do is really what our norm is, and so you don't think of it anything special because people ask, you know, you're going to Guinea, and the truth is we are, but it's just where God's called us. It's kind of the next step, and the story is where um, they were talking about it, and the, the story was related of one of the, the men 
who was put in the prison, his wife and family was exiled out to Siberia. And um, while they were there, uh, pretty much to die, um, they had, and it shares that they were basically in their last little crumble of food. And it was, this is it. This was it. We had no other food. She didn't know where it's coming from. She gathered children together, and she says, this is our last meal. She goes, I don't know where else it's coming from. And they said, well, you know, uh, will Papa provide? And she says, absolutely, God will provide everything. And so they went to bed, and what they didn't know is that God was working on a deacon of a church down the road. It says 30 kilometers away, in the, right at that particular moment. He was woken out of bed, and he said, you need to go to that family, and you need to take them all this food. He didn't understand why, but he gathered up the food, and he then began to question God. He said, Lord, if I go out there in the middle of the night, he said, I'm going to freeze to death. He said, my horses are going to freeze. I'm going to freeze. I, it doesn't make sense. And God so everly just nudged him and said, but I want you to go. And then he kind of, you know, began to rationalize a little bit. He said, but, but Lord, there's, there's, there's animals out there, and they're going to eat my horse, and they're going to eat me. And he said again, God comforted and said, I want you to go. And then he said, the words came to him, he said, you know, I told you to go, but I didn't tell you to come back. And I don't know what this lies. We've talked about this many times, and it's not the fact of the end of life, it's not it at all. But the next step for us is to go, and there's no question. God's opening up the doors, and that's, that's why we kind of leave it there. We're, we're stepping out in faith, truly, for what the known is, even for our children and a lot of those things. And um, think about it, pray for them, pray for those that are here. Um, but while it is kind of dawning, we know that that same God that provided for them will provide for us. And God just says, go. Okay. I get five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> five minutes left for the woman. Uh, okay. Um, go ahead and start the PowerPoint if you wouldn't mind. Um, so uh, I was speaking to one of your little ones today as she stood there looking like at this board that's out there, bright-eyed, what is this all about? <laughs> and I was explaining about somebody going far away and tried to put it in, in their terms. So I want to share that with you. Um, prior to COVID, um, and back here, she would understand because she's been to PNG. Um, Prior to COVID, you'd hop out to LA and go on into Australia, and it's right off the coast of the, the Great Barrier Reef. It's just like maybe up to an hour plane ride from Australia to New Guinea. But because of COVID, we're going the opposite way. And we, by the time we get to where we're supposed to be, it's going to be five plane rides. Five. One of which is a 14-hour ride. <laughs> And you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. We're going over to the Middle East. Never been to Qatar. I can check that one off my bucket list. <laughs> and then going in through Singapore and then on in. Then we have three weeks, three weeks of um, quarantine 
Yay, the only female with two fellers. Praise the Lord. Uh, three weeks down in the Port Moresby area. And then we get on another plane, our final plane, uh, for about a two, two and a half hour flight up to a place called Mount Hagen. Um, and that's where Rachel and I went uh, two years ago. So it was prior, just prior to COVID starting up. And the reason why we're going is to declare his glory among the nations. I feel not up to the task because I can't. Okay, I'm going to be real and I'm going to be raw. And I hope I don't embarrass my other people's family-wise stuff. But I'm a mom of seven children. Three and a half beautiful grandchildren. And I'm only taking one of my children with me. So not only am I leaving the hot water heater behind, the nice road that we take for granted and complain if we do hit a pothole, um, leaving everything behind to share his glory among the nations. Because the God that is there, all those many miles away, meeting with them in their church, in their homes, on their campus there today, is the same God I'm placing again my children. When I dedicated them when they were newborns, I dedicate them again back to God and place them in his hands. And go ahead. These are some of the areas uh, that we'll be ministering to. Uh, it's a poor people. So just by virtue of the color of our skin, they're going to think we're rich. Well, we're not rich. <laughs> Only through the glories and riches through Christ Jesus. But in the pocket form, mm -mm, not happening. But this is what we were prepared to live in. Be as one of the people. Uh, how many have heard of Hudson Taylor? He went among the people and just started being a part of them. And I've already got my headgear ready. I've got my clothes ready to match. And, you know, I'm going to stick out because my skin color. But it's not all about the skin color. Guess what? It's about the heart. It's about Jesus. It's about family. Okay? And so the people are an amazing group of people. And there are so many little kids and so many stories in the Bible to be able to share with these children. We've seen where missionaries came many, many years ago. And the first missionaries in, okay, buckle up, were eaten. They were killed and eaten. The tribes in New Guinea, cannibals, were. Now it is said that there are still, that there's still some of that in the remote areas, which we're, yeah. Anyway, I'll let you think about that. So if God brings it to mind, please pray. <laughs> And not, Lord, bless this food we're about to receive. <laughs> but to be able to minister to these kids and to share the love of Jesus with them. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And I told somebody, I used to work at Chick-fil-A, and I was working with a person, and he had been an MK. And I had told him, he said, well, would you go here? Would you go there? This is like five, four or five years ago. And I said, you know what? I would go back to Africa just to give somebody a hug if God told me to do it. And he looked at me. He said, that's a lot of money. I said, well, God would supply it. And guess what? God did just that. I was supposed to go help a missionary in Africa. 
And when I got there to her, long story, there's a long story, but remember now I've only got four and a half minutes. And so, <laughs> and so I went all the way to Africa just to give her a hug and minister and pray with her and, you know, teach and such like that. But it was the purpose for that one soul. My scripture, your scripture tells you that one soul is worth the entire world. And if I'm to go to a mom who already has nine or ten kids and the husband's left, and just to be there for her and pray with her and teach her little ones, the Lord's opened up my heart for an orphanage that's about 45 minutes to an hour away. I have no idea what doors he's going to open. I haven't talked to anybody over there about it. But my heart is just overflowing for these orphans. We might come back with more than seven kids already in our family. <laughs> Who knows what the Lord has? But to be faithful to step through that door. Okay, go ahead. This is, the one on the right is the road that we uh, get back to our campus on. This is the main office building that's there um, in this remote jungle-ish area. And... Um, We'll be serving at a college, don't know exactly all the details of it. And I'm a person, I like to have my P's and Q's lined up, and I want to know this and get it all on. And God says, mm, mm just trust me. I'm like, whoa, Lord, I need the syllabus to plan, or at least which direction, which, what I'm supposed to teach or do. And he said, just trust me. So not only are we going, but we're going in under the indigenous peoples. We're not going from ascending organization here in the States. I don't know if you understand that. That is so out of the box. <laughs> I've never heard of anything like that before, but God. So the nationals are our bosses. But guess what? God is the ruler over all. So whatever they want us to do or send us to do, then we will go. Okay, keep going. I know, I'm down to four minutes now. Okay, some of the things that has happened um, with some of the donations that have been given, and we have had 350 Bibles that we have been able to purchase, and they are in the port in um, Randall, Randallman, no, Waxhaw, Waxhaw, uh, North Carolina, awaiting sending over to Papua New Guinea. We have thousands of books, good Christian literature, children's stories, children's books, Bible stories, Oh, my word, a huge answer to prayer, to me anyway, was just this whole entire felt. I don't know if you guys know what felt is, a material that sticks onto things, um, the entire Bible in felt. There's going to be a lot of cutting. Not one, not two, three, three entire, and it just dawned on me. Whoa, Lord, that is so cool. Thank you. Let me just share this with you, and I know, I know. Let me share it with you real quick. He just showed me. So I've had three in my lifetime. And I've left them on a field or sent them to other missionaries. And I just realized, just standing here, that God gifted all three of them back to me. It's like, whoa, that is so awesome. God will never be indebted to us, guys. He'll never be indebted to us. But anyway, anyway, praise his name. Whoop, there was 100,000 tracks in those boxes. If you, and in their national language, okay? So if you want to give to get those tracks out, let's go. I mean, we'll just line more up and send them on. There's 100,000 tracks. Thank you for backing up. Appreciate that. Okay, now you can go forward. <laughs> This is another huge answer to prayer. Um, when, we, when I spoke last year, and we were supposed to have already been gone. We were supposed to be gone last June, but COVID. And you think, 
COVID, but God. George Mueller said the stops, not only the stops, how do you say that? Not only the stops, the stops as well as the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. There we go. Old people. I'm glad God's got patience. But anyway, one of the things was we were going, we didn't know if it was going to be a dirt floor. And you know what? We were okay with that because that would be the center of God's will. This is what the people have been building with their own money through fasting and prayer, selling their crops and things to put towards God's house. It's not ours, but... That is an answer to prayer. It's, and that's what it looks like now. <laughs> and we're going to be there in a month. So we still may get the dirt floor. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Because God lives in the huts with dirt floors as well. Okay? Thank you. Go ahead. Um, this is a video that, oh, it just compels me. I just, oh, I'm ready. Even when I wasn't going and had my plane ticket in I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, send me. Send me. And this video, I pray that it will help open your heart and your mind. This was a scene back in 2010. There are 851 languages just in Papua New Guinea alone. 851 languages. And yet we know every tribe is going to hear God's word before he comes. So I wonder how many more tribes have been reached and how many are left. If I need to go and help and translate and reach these villages or whatever... I'm willing, okay? Enjoy the video. As you see, that's what we'll be walking into as far as the people, the culture. And some have asked how to, what to do, if you could go ahead and progress to the next slide, please. Um, how to partner with us, pray. Help us pray, come alongside us, and uh, pray for salvation of souls, ministering and teaching, discipleship, and then I just ask us from a mama, ask from a mama's heart. Sorry. Um, Jason, this is going to be his first move where um, before my other kids, we had moved several times and they were used to the process and, and everything. But this is his first move. So he's leaving all of his siblings behind and um, the comforts and everything um, that we're well acquainted with. So this is going to be a huge transition for him. So, and a huge transition back into homeschooling time <laughs> without all the internet stuff. So anyway, um, help us pray about that. Follow us on Facebook. Um, just hit us up. We'll accept. And um, that's where we're going to be keeping our updates, pictures, prayer requests, and things like that. Um, and some have asked about how to give, how they can help by giving. And there you have Cash Up, Ven Cash Up, <laughs> Cash App, <laughs> Venmo, and PayPal. And um, it's interesting because uh, this is all new stuff for this old gal. You know, we didn't have stuff like that uh, before. So this is a whole new avenue. I had to even told my husband he had to get it ready because I, I was clueless on it. But anyway, um, that's set up. Uh, and on the prayer cards that you found on your seats, um, the actual field address is there. And if you want to send a check um, or a box or something, there is actually a connection um, in Loveland. Uh, there's also a Loveland address on that card that you have. So um, we do commit ourselves to the Lord. And the scripture has already been read. Therefore, go and make disciples. 
You don't got to come back. But you are required to go. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Not for your own glory. Not for your own name or your own prestige. But for the precious Trinity. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. And surely I am with you always. Even to the very end. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart, sharing your ministry with us. Um, I'm going to ask uh, elders and my elder team and their wives to come. And uh, we want to pray a sending prayer over the clots. I'm going to ask Josh and Micah to come, Sarah to come, and right to their family. And we want to pray over them here in a moment. But I want you to take that prayer card that you have at your seat. I want you to take it home. I want you to put it someplace where you'll see it. And I want you to pray for this family. Commit to pray for them. Our house churches, house church pastors, commit to pray for this family. As they, as they sit, they're just walking by faith, taking the next step that God has for them. So we send them by praying, and I want you to commit to praying. We send them by giving. We as a family of house churches, we are committing to support this family monthly. So when you give to Living Church, you're giving as well. So we as a family of house churches are committing to give to them financially every month. We've already um, given um, $1,500 to help with their shipping costs, but they need more to get those costs out so, uh, or to get their, um, their supplies over to Papua New Guinea um, and commit by going. We've been on the mission field. This is, it's hard. And oftentimes you feel very alone very alone. And so when the Spirit nudges you to send them a little message through Facebook, do it. If the Spirit nudges your heart to send them a care package, please send it. If the Spirit nudges your heart to say, we're going to go visit, go visit. Because ascending starts now. It doesn't end. It starts right now for us as the senders. So would you do this? Would you stand together. And I'm just going to ask Jeremy, and then I'll ask um, Kyle, if you would, to pray for this dear family as we send them out. God, we just thank you for the Klotz family, Lord, for the influence that they've had on us over the past few years as they've been a part of our fellowship and for the example that they are to us now and uh, in their going. Thank you for their testimony today, Lord, and just the heart that we could hear in them behind all of this, Lord, that is your heart mirrored and reflected in them. God, I thank you that they're going without regard for coming back. such a great uh, testimony and example for us. And we pray that you would honor that in them. God, that you would be paving the way for them there. 
We know that you are. Pray that you just continue to reveal that to them and show them their next steps and give them, um, yeah, God, just continued peace and knowing that you're going before them. Help them, Lord, to continue to stay and step with you, not to get ahead of you. God, whether they're there for a week, a month, or for the rest of their lives, God. Thank you that you have put in their hearts to be open to whatever it is you have for them. Pray, Lord, for the people there, God. Just ask that you would continue to just spread your word. God, use the Klotz family to, to do that however it is you have planned for them. Pray, God, that they wouldn't get eaten. God, I ask that you'd help us as a sending church to do that well. Like Pastor Mark just said, Lord, help just bring them to mind, Lord. Help us to love them well and to send them well and support them in everything that they need. God, I'm just, I'm just so moved this morning and in, in just hearing from them and their heart. And I just am so, so excited to see what you do. We know that you're going to do incredible things through them. Pray, God, that we would just see and hear, God, even in the secular news about the things that are happening in Papua New Guinea. God, that you would just make a, a, a great move there. Lord, we uh, lift up our brothers and our sister to you. Lord, we um, are thankful uh, for the boldness that you've put within them. Lord, for the faith that they have to step out and, and to follow. Um, Lord, we just send them with uh, joy and pride, uh, knowing that uh, they are uh, one of us and that they have uh, the faith to follow you, uh, to make big changes, hard changes. Lord, I pray that you will um, bless them and keep them there. Lord, that you will um, do uh, mighty works. Lord, that you would do everyday works. Uh, Lord, that you uh, would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that they would be um, just full of your character, of the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would um, help them to uh, hold tightly to the truth of Scripture, Lord, that they would uh, put on the whole armor of God. Lord, for uh, Steve and Mary and Jason, Lord, I pray that you uh, would uh, comfort them as uh, they leave family here behind. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will uh, give them new family there. Lord, uh, pray for uh, the kids who are staying here. Lord, that uh, you uh, would comfort them. I know that you uh, compare yourself to a mother hen spreading out the wings to, to uh, give shelter to the chicks. So, Lord, I just pray that you would um, do that here. Lord, I pray that we as their church would uh, support those who stay and support those who go. Lord, that we uh, would uh, pray for them, that we would uh, care for them, that we would... Um, be able to be your people to them. 
Lord, we um, celebrate and we look on with anticipation at, at what you will do. Um, Lord, we commit them into your hands and we are uh, grateful that you um, are there to commit them into your hands. We're grateful that uh, we, as your people, uh, just get to follow you. We get to uh, listen to you. We get to uh, just look to you as you have your way. So, Lord, we um, give blessing and honor and glory to you as you continue to build your church, as you continue to uh, do what you have always done, Lord, that you uh, go to those who need you, that you uh, offer forgiveness and grace in a better way, and that you offer a place uh, in your family uh, for those who would repent and who would submit themselves to you. So, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, provide many, many uh, to hear and, Lord, that you would move in many's hearts to follow you. Lord, we look to you to do this, and we are excited. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you guys do this for me for a moment? Would you just look at the clotses, and together, can we say, we send you? Just look at this dear family and say, all right, let's together say, we send you. We send you. Right? Amen. Let's gather together as we sing to the one for whom we go. Romans 10 says this, How will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Would you take a moment and just close your eyes and just I want you to ask the Lord again, Lord, who are you sending me to? Who are you sending me to? <laughs> 